This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Good Friday afternoon, I'm Spencer Chase. The Environmental Protection Agency is out with a new timeline it would honor to set future biofuel mandate blending targets. The agency is expected on Monday to begin the public comment process on a consent decree with Growth Energy. That agreement would require a proposal of the 2023 renewable volume obligations by September 16th of this year and the finalization of them by April 28th of next year. The announcement will be the first figures released by the agency after the expiration of congressional volume targets set in the Clean Air Act. There's also industry talk the agency could possibly set multiple years' worth of targets at once, something Growth Energy CEO Emily Score would support. That's something that we've we've heard about, certainly, and something that we would support, because if you could do that, you get a little bit more market certainty built into the RVOs, and that's what everybody in the supply chain is really frustrated with. They're late, and then they set, a, they set requirements, and then they backpedal with waivers or extensions or exemptions or what have you. So what we really want to see out of this administration is that they come out with numbers that are strong, and then they hold to those numbers and force compliance by the compliance deadline. But she says figuring out what the 2022 RVOs will be is going to be critical to that process. What's really going to be important for us, though, of course, is the 2022 RVOs. That sets the foundation for what they contemplate in the set for 23 and beyond. EPA is due to release the 2021 and 2022 RVOs by June 3rd in line with a different consent decree reached with Growth Energy previously. There's more in our coverage on agripulse.com. Also online today, many in farm policy have wondered if year after year of ad hoc disaster assistance is the right way and suggest passing some kind of permanent disaster relief program could be a better approach. Gloria Montano-Green is the Deputy Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation at the Department of Agriculture. She says the idea could be worth discussing as Congress prepares a reauthorization of the Farm Bill. Well, we have some permanent disaster programs, and do those permanent disaster programs need to be looked at to be able to see what are we providing to, do they need to be adjusted, is it something to consider in the next farm bill? I think one of the things is we need to be considering what is at, what is it for mine, FPAC, Farm Production and Conservation, which is what are we providing in the safety net, what are we providing in the financing, what are we providing in the conservation tools and the risk management tools. So I think we also need to be thinking about that comprehensively and how disaster is throughout. Crop insurance industry lobbyist Tara Smith with Michael Torrey Associates says the idea has some merit. We've had year after year of ad hoc disaster assistance, and that tells you that there's something a little bit off. We've got gaps in the safety net. And so taking some time during this farm bill to really evaluate what are those gaps? Um, how can we fill them? How should they be filled? I think one of the things we're looking at is can some of those gaps be filled with crop insurance? Do we need to make improvements to the crop insurance program to help fill those gaps? For his part, Tom Sell with Combus Sell and Associates says the crop insurance program has proven its worth but has its gaps. You know, crop insurance is an amazing tailored product but it does still have high deductibles. So uh, on the low level, 15%, yeah, the highest you can buy is an 85% uh, crop insurance policy. Um, and that's not affordable in many places. So the deductibles tend to be much higher uh, on average about 35%. So, um, and, and in today's environment, there's such, such low margins and such high stakes. I think the, what you're seeing from Congress is a desire to do better, to cover more of that 
of that deductible. You can hear more risk management discussion, including how the departments and the crop insurance industry are approaching the upcoming drought in this week's Newsmakers on AgriPulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net, providing individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.